Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 73rd episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, um, so just before we started recording here, we were talking about Meeples and... Um, the last episode we had, we were talking about how there was fires outside. Oh my gosh. Our, literally like outside our window here. <laughs> um, but then since then that fire, there's been like rock slides here in the Okanagan and there's been a bunch over the, oh, yeah. this summer particular, there's yeah. been a lot over the last few years and there's a main highway that runs between West Kelowna and Penticton where, uh, Meeple's uh, and milkshakes is located and there tends to be rock slides there every once in a while but this year there's been a bunch yeah so that highway has been closed a few times but then just between the last recording and now there was a huge one came down yeah. and completely like blocked, um, blocked travel that highway like the highway was closed to the south entirely so couldn't get there unless yeah. you wanted to take i think a four-hour detour which, well, yeah, for a place that's was, normally like was not happening, 25 so. minutes away yeah it just seems like everything and anything's been happening here the yeah. last little while and this has been a crazy month for us this is um yeah just been a little longer than i mean we hoped, same obviously. story <laughs> it is the same story and and our hockey is starting uh, back up getting back up and we've been doing a million <laughs> hockey games and things like that with the boys but here we are, and here we have we a are. pretty cool episode here today where we're going to mm-hmm. be comparing two games um, that are very similar, that you already know what they are by clicking on this. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, First, been... we were talking, I think, about um, Meeples mm-hmm. and how we couldn't get to Penticton. And so there was one of those games that uh, that we were trying to get our right. hands on. right. So we were trying to find uh, the Lord of the Rings, the adventure book game. Yeah, because obviously, you know, we're, com- we're yeah. comparing Lord of the Rings uh, adventure to Mount Doom. And that's from Cosmos. And then we're comparing that to the Lord of the Rings uh, adventure book game from Ravensburger. And they both kind of released around the same time. Yeah. So we thought it'd be a cool episode because we love Lord of the Rings. And we were just, uh, so I was calling everywhere around around us to see if anybody had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found it. At, yeah, at the one of the more surprising locations. Um, at, yeah, it's a place in Kelowna. It's called Dragon Cards. Game. Dragon Cards. Well, it used to be called Dragon Cards and Collectibles, and I don't know if it's still. No, I actually I have their website. Oh, wait a second. It actually started Dragon Cards West- and Games. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. It actually started way back when I was a kid here in West Kelowna, in a little tiny corner yeah. on Main Street in West Kelowna, and. Um, that guy ended up moving his his store to into west or from West Kelowna into Kelowna onto Enterprise, and his store was huge but chaotic. Yeah, <laughs> and you never knew what he actually had. He's a super and, nice guy. Oh yeah, he was always but, friendly and but it was always like, had like a lot of the random games that you couldn't really find mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah, but it was like always kind of sifting through things when yeah. you went there. Um, so the disorganization was a, a little much. So we hadn't really, um, really uh, thought about uh, going there for quite a while because of obviously we we uh, have great friends down at Meeples here, so we we almost exclusively deal with them. But since that rock slide, yeah, we're like, oh, we need to find a copy of this game. We can't get to um, Penticton, and sure enough, they had one. Yeah. So we went down there, and we found out that it has new ownership. 
Yes. So yeah, Umet and it's a family. With people that are organized. Yeah. Yes. It's a family run business. The store looks totally different. It's now mm. like a long, narrow. Yeah. They cut it into like they, maybe yeah. a third of what it used to be. And, yeah. but it's like the, sh- it's just shelves and they've got all the games. They've got organized. Uh, they have a pretty cool organization system. I think mm-hmm. it's, is it by theme I, or like uh, it's by type. co-op and, yeah. and different things family, like that. So yeah. So, so it was really cool. They, um, they were really nice. I think yep. it. I think it was it's father great. and Forget son. Their names. Me but too. They were, they were but they were guys, very yeah. nice people. So, um, yeah, um, they didn't sponsor this episode, by the way, but we just thought they were really nice. So, well, they were super nice, and yeah, I wanted yeah. to just um, let you guys know too that it's under new management. So, yeah. if anybody had maybe stopped going in there for certain reasons, go give it another go yeah, give it another shot. People. They're uh, yeah, they're nice people, and um, yeah. Very cool. Always nice to find another game store around yeah, town. They, they came through for us when we needed a copy of this game. So yeah, um, pretty great. But yeah, we're going to talk about both those games later on in two uh, separate segments and then kind of compare them at the end. But um, yeah, I think we're st- still going to want to kick off this episode with some new to the collection. We have some yes. new things. Oh, speaking of meeples, though, back to meeples. Oh, here. yeah. My gosh, so, we're so scattered. So, it's yeah, been a minute. Back to meeples because <laughs> they have a gigantic sale they on do. right now. Um, which we took advantage of, and we're yep. not going to tell you which games we bought because we're going to talk about them on uh, episodes coming up here. We got, ooh, I think six games, right? Ooh, I think so. Something. I think like I that. got three, and you got three. Yes. Either way, there's going to be <laughs> games coming, but you should go check this out because for another five days, I believe it's. Five yeah, it goes till the thirtieth. Goes to the thirtieth, right? September thirtieth, twenty twenty three. It ends. And it's their three-year anniversary. They opened on September 25th, 2020. Yeah. And we were there day one. Yes. <laughs> Back when it was still a Greek restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Um, and, but yeah, they have a huge sale. We're up to 70% off. I mean, the majority is not that. No, I think they had something like 400 and some games 486 items to begin with yeah. that were minimum 10% off, but there's all the way 30, 40, 50, 60, and all the way up to 70% off. There's 20 items at 70% off. Yeah. Uh, one of which we bought uh, where we uh, we saved like 60 A lot. $60 yeah. on one game that we'll be talking about uh, probably in the next episode. Yeah. Because we, oh, by the way, that it sounds like the highway is kind of open. So we'll probably Penticton, get there so soon, we're hopefing hopefully. to maybe get down there this weekend. <laughs> um, but, but there, yeah. like, there are tons of good sales, but there are a couple that I wanted to highlight that I thought were just Yeah, crazy. I was going to highlight some too, yeah. But, um, I mean, this one, we already have the game. We haven't played it yet, but we have it, so we won't be getting it. If we didn't have it, that would have been a purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's uh, Risk Shadow Forces. So that's, like, the Risk Legacy game, and... It's regularly $107.95, so $108. Yep. It's on for $38. So it's $70 off. So if you That's were huge, if eh? you were wanting if you like risk or you were wanting to try out the risk legacy, um this might be your best chance to, you know, because it's yep. that's a lot of money you're saving if you're if you're interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um this one isn't one of the crazy ones, but We've uh, we've reviewed War of the Ring, the card game, yep. on here. And we love that game. game. Yep. Um, it's typically I'm rounding up because it's always by five cents. So um, it's typically forty eight dollars. It's on for thirty eight. So if you're interested yep. in War of the Ring, the card game, mm-hmm. it might be a good time for you to pick that up. They but, also have like some games we've reviewed. Like Earth is on sale for yeah, like fifteen so or twenty dollars off. Earth was so good. All the Unmatched is all on sale. All of their Arkham um, Horror, Arkham Horror uh, card game packs are all uh, discounted. 
Uh, Luna Capital, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Beast, that's $20 off. Uh, Woodcraft, $20 yeah. off. Uh, Mice and Mystics, uh, Class of Cultures, $20 All off. They um, had, oh, Crescent Moon. Crescent, Crescent Moon, Moon was, was like $40, $40 off. off. Clone Wars, Star Wars, one of our favorite yeah. games from last year, uh, $20 That game off. is awesome. So They also had one, Horseless Carriage. Yeah. Horseless Carriage is one that we don't have. We um, don't. It's, it was, it's not really our cup of tea per se. It's like a heavy, heavy, heavy game with a, well, horseless carriage theme. <laughs> Let's be honest. I <laughs> think it's really okay. You're not turn. You don't like the theme. I think I think it's oh, seems pretty the cool. Box cover. I think the it's box gray with this rickety yeah, carriage. Yeah, but I love the, the box oh, cover. No. I think the artwork. It, that's what intrigues no. me about this game. I'm like, this looks so cool. Okay. Anyways, besides the point, that game is regularly two hundred and five dollars, and it's on for like a hundred. So it's a hundred and five dollars off. off. Yep. So Dune it, House Secrets thirty dollars off. Yeah. Um. Aliens, another glorious day in the corpse, twenty dollars off. But you're right, that horseless carriage—that's an enormous savings. So, um, yeah, huge sale on there. There's, uh, I think, eleven or twelve pages of stuff to check out. Yeah, yeah. Risk Legacy Shadow Forces. Did you mention that? Yeah, seventy dollars off. Yeah, we have that. We haven't played it yet. That's what I was saying. Yeah, we've got yeah. it. We haven't done it yet. Uh, Lands of Galzir. Um, looks like fifteen, twenty dollars off that. Like, just yeah, there's loads tons. Of stuff. Tons. Uh, the new, uh, I see right here, new Great Western Trail, Argentina, $20 off. They're ones where I'm like, man, why did we already buy these? I know. I know why we already bought them. <laughs> Ooh, Undaunted <laughs> Stalingrad, $20 I know. off. Come on now. Lots of great games. And one of the games we're going to talk about today, Lord of the Rings um, Adventures to Mount Doom, $10 off. Yeah. So loads of them. So, and, and you know, they do do free shipping for, I'm not exactly what uh, the exact scenario is for free shipping, but it's available depending on, I guess, on how much you purchase. So yeah, remember you don't have to be from a, a local here to, to get in on these sales. Yeah. But yeah, that's, um, yeah, big sale going on at Meeple's three-year anniversary. How would you not think that that horseless carriage cover is cool? Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's awesome. No. No, you're wrong. That looks like the most boring <laughs> game I can... Oh, I just... I would only play that if, like, the whole crew was here. Like, we're all playing horseless carriage tonight. You got to come play. I'd be like, uh, begrudgingly, but like, okay. <laughs> okay, if that's what you guys want to do with your time. I think... Uh, by the cover, it pulls me in. Oh, no I way. think the art on that is away. nice. <laughs> it pushes me away. Far away. <laughs> Far away. Well, there's a brand new game there that we have actually waiting for us down there. Uh, the Last Kingdom board game. Yeah, I saw that. From, um, I'm like, did we already order that one? Yep. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> yes, we did. I pre-ordered. Dang. New one from John D. Clare. And that's uh, $15, $20 off as well. Yeah. So, yeah, lots so of stuff many. there down at Meeple's. Um so back to talking about new to the collection. We did get a few other things, not from the sale. Uh, we actually got these games from a buddy of ours mm-hmm. as he was purging his collection. Um, that most people will know. That's Aaron. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just up the street from us. He's the Boards Alive um, uh, big board gaming podcast guy. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably not appreciate I said that, but that sounds kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Boards Alive Guru, so you're probably better with what Well, he is saying. kind of a board game guru. Actually, no, Scott is the board Well, board I was saying the guru. Boards Alive Guru. Like, he's oh, there. Yes, he it's his the, podcast. He'd be yeah. the guru of Boards Alive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, but we did get some games from him because he generally does purge, and I know he comes right knocking to our door first and foremost, so I always appreciate <laughs> that. He always kind of shows us what he's uh, uh, looking, because he only has um, 
like one shelf that he like one bookshelf that he kind of uh has his his thing narrowed down to so we always get kind of picks of, of stuff that he's looking to move out and we we're going to try out a few of these so the first one we we're going to talk about is age of innovation um so this one is a new one in the line of terra mystica yeah i'm i'm curious because i wasn't i wasn't a huge fan of terra mystica um i did like gaia project mm-hmm but I wasn't a huge fan of, of Terra Mystica. So if this one, but then we haven't played Terra Nova yet. That's the thing. And I, I've heard that that's good. And I've heard that this one is good. I liked Terra Mystica um, when I first played it. I played it mm-hmm. two or three times uh, before I played Gaia Project. I liked Gaia Project a lot more because mm-hmm. I felt it fixed a couple things uh, that I didn't like about Terra Mystica. And then, yeah, we did get um, Terra Nova here that we haven't yet played, like you just yeah. said, which is kind of a faster more streamlined so i might like that terra mystica but then there's this one um so i don't know what the difference is i've done a little reading on it and the one thing i could find um as far as differences goes was i read what did i read here um it says here the main differences between this and terra mystica are um the interchangeable player boards which now can have all factions linked to all terrains. So it, so like, it sounds like more of a mix and match mm-hmm. uh, where you can have the different, um, say faction yeah. that has strengths of whatever, and also combine that with different types of terrain. Whereas in the other games, those characters are locked to a certain type of terrain. Right. So I think that's one of the main I differences here. I think I played here. the dirt guy. Hmm? I think I played the dirt guy. <laughs> dirt guy yeah. it's been a long it's been years since i've played terry yeah so. and then i guess there's a whole uh, there's additional things added mm-hmm. but i think that's the main thing is that this what's that game where you um you connect the two smallville yeah smallville or no small world small world small yeah. world where you connect you take faction a and then you give it superpower yeah a and you mix them together um so i think that's kind of what's happening here i'm not entirely sure but this game has a highly rated Kind of said that funny. It's almost like you would take superpower A and then, like, with character D or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just you're like, a. the way you said it sounds like, yeah, you put A with A and B with B. Right. <laughs> what was just... it in Home Alone where it says one, C, no. and four or whatever? Like <laughs> yeah. One. And then it's or like, A, three, and a, D. B. It's, yeah. yeah. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Buzz. Yeah. So good. But it's got an 8.9, <laughs> you know, and 700 ratings. I'm still laughing at that. I know. It's really good. <laughs> it's almost time to watch it again. It is getting that uh, time. Christmas is just Christmas around the corner. Movies. It plays one to five. It says it's best with four. I imagine that's probably correct. It says 40 to 200 minutes. That's mm. a long gap. Yeah, holy, that's a big a difference. 200 minute game. Holy. So you could get you could get just like yeah. tromped in 40 minutes <sighs> and then. I guess. Holy I smokes. But it is a standalone game set in the world of Terra So it could be under an hour to over three hours. That's yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, that, I don't know. Who made that time frame? <laughs> Come know. on. So we'll see. I, I'm, I have high hopes for it, especially seeing the, how highly rated it is. Um, 700, um, yeah, 700 uh, reviews of this at an 8.9. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. So that's, yeah, Age of Innovation. We'll probably play that sooner rather than later, honestly. I'm very curious. We're actually thinking about playing that and Terra Nova. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I didn't mention, this one is, of course, from Capstone and uh, Feverland, which is the same as, oh, yeah, 
That's the same Isn't as uh, La Familia. Fjordland. What? Isn't it Fjordland? Whatever. I don't know. I was asking. I Fjordland. <laughs> you got to say it. Yeah. You know. But that's the same uh, duo that did um, uh, the, one of the last games we La did. Familia. La Familia. <laughs> La yeah. Familia. So what else do we have? We have another one across the table there. <laughs> yes. What's that? So the other one, uh, one of the other ones we have is Planet B. Um, this is a 2022 game. It comes uh, from designer Johannes Natterer and published by Hans M. Gluck. I, yeah. There are like there are too many artists to say, but um, this one is it sounds hilarious actually. Aaron said it is quote solid but weird. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. That kind of sounds. That kind of sounds like it makes sense because <laughs> it's got Planet B, a new future for us all, but it's got us all crossed out and says me. <laughs> so a new future for yeah, me. Yeah, right. I like I like it already. It's just kind of I think joking on humanity right now it says at some point in the not too distant future humanity needed to look for a new place to live we're kind of you know people are thinking we're on the brink mm-hmm. of that uh just when we thought we'd have to make do with mars we suddenly discovered a new planet one we lovingly called planet b this was to be our second chance naturally we resolved to do everything right this time as everyone knows, humans are great at learning from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in Planet B, you play as a corrupt governor. It jumps right yeah, into I, that. I like the sound <laughs> of this a lot. So you're going to make shady deals. Um, you're going to, you know, build the city and let the populace work for you, rise up in a political mm-hmm. party, control the news. And then you're just, but we're, you know, at the end of it, you want to have the most money. So who's yeah. lined their pockets the best? So just, you know, it looks like there are different ways to victory and... Um, yeah, but just like fun. it seems like it's it just a big joke. Humor, yeah. Political. Sci-fi. I really did get that. I, it sounds mm-hmm. like it from the box and you know that description. It did look like it would be a like a satire, just like a funny, yeah. a funny game. Market manipulation, voting, worker placement sounds great. Yeah, with a funny theme. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and this is a a twenty twenty two, but yeah. uh, I think it was quite a late twenty twenty two. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. It says two yeah. to four. Best at three, 60 to 180 minutes. And yeah, sounds fun. I like it. And we have one more we want to talk about. So this one we're taking, we're kind of um, uh, taking a swing at. We'll see. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> this one's from Pandasaurus. This one's called After Us. You probably heard a little bit about this one. Super popular um, as far as uh, marketing and things. It was, yeah. it was highly anticipated. Um, and what it is about, it says here that in 2083, humanity has been extinct for several decades in this abandoned world. Other primates continue their evolution, gather in tribes and tame human, tame human objects. (laughs) (laughs) You are the head of one of these tribes and must guide them on the road to collective intelligence. So yeah, this one is basically, um, kind of looks like planet of the planet of the apes, more or less, uh, has some awesome artwork. Like this game. It was Vincent Detroit. Yeah, Vincent yeah. Detroit. I was like, oh, this looks sweet. And um, I've heard mixed things. So yeah. we are going to give this one a um, benefit of the doubt and yeah, give it a try. Give it a chance. Right. And uh, yeah, we're going to review it on one of our episodes. It's the thing with those. It. If, if it's like a 50 50, you know, you, yeah, you might know. like it, you might not. So. I could be one that we both I think really the like. The artwork looks great. Yep. Um, it says that it's, um, I think it's like a. I always like judging games and, and sort of for myself, kind of the same as movies. Someone said that movie is terrible. Like nine times out of 10, if I feel like I'm like, oh, I think I might like it. I'll watch it anyways and then decide for myself. Yeah. This so. one. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. What did it, what does it say here? It's, yeah, it's currently a 6.8. 
Um, yeah, that's not too one, bad. One to six players, best at three, it says. 40 to 60 minutes. Um, yeah, category, mechanisms, deck, bag, and pool building. Yes, that sounds cool to me. And side, simultaneous action selection. I think that that was the one thing, if I remember Aaron saying, was that it felt very... Uh, I do me, like my things, you do your things. Oh, so there's no it, like player interaction. Neither, That's like, where it was like more of a solo. Yeah, where yeah. He, he, he thought it felt more like a solo game. But we'll we'll play it. But that, we'll you know, there's something to be said for that too. Like, why could you not just play it solo? Well, maybe, it, maybe right? that's a thing, right? We'll I see. Don't know. So we're going to give it its, uh, its, its chance here yeah. um, in the Meeple Dungeon, and then we'll see how that goes. Because um, I just like the theme. I like the artwork. So for I thought sure. we'd give it a go. Yeah. And see what happens. <laughs> but <laughs> So uh, I think we can call it there as far as new to the collection goes, because we do have two games to review. And we are going to head on over to that first review right now. Alrighty then, here we are at our second segment where we are going to be doing the first of two Meeple Dungeon reviews. And what are we reviewing first? Can you remind them? You betcha. First, we were going we are going to review the Lord of the Rings Adventure to Mount Doom, designed by Michael Renek and published by Cosmos. Yes, the Lord of the Rings Adventure to Mount Doom from Cosmos. So this is the first of the two contenders, the first one entering the cage for its yeah. death match with the other one, <laughs> um, to see which one comes out the other side as the better of the two Lord of the Rings games that just coincidentally came out roughly at the same right? time. Um, yeah, and we were excited for both. Um, yeah. This is the first one we got, so this is the first one we played. Right. And they are quite different. So yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about... Or do you want, well, the theme, I think, okay. <laughs> I'll give a little, it's, I was going to say, it's funny because it'll be fairly similar, but in this game, players will experience Frodo's perilous journey to cast the One Ring into the fires of Mount Doom and crush the dark powers of Sauron. Mm-hmm. Team up with Frodo's faithful companions and move the Fellowship of the Ring across Middle-earth. Pass through familiar locations from the Lord of the Rings and keep a keen eye out for the dreaded Nazgul. Will you help Frodo succeed or allow the power of the One Ring to sink him in despair? Are you up to the challenge? If the Ring Bearer reaches Mount Doom, all players win together. Yeah, so this one is a more of a typical classic board game. Yes. Where you have, Point uh, well, let's talk about how yeah. this works. You have the main board, and that's where the whole game takes place on this main board. And it has the map laid out on it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say one thing right away. So this one, the, the board is Middle Earth, okay? So the, all these different locations, uh, you know, the Shire, um, Helm's Deep, Revendell, uh, Rohan, and so forth, yeah. right? All these places laid out on the board. Um, they are not anything at all where they should be on like an actual map of Middle Earth, but they have a disclaimer at the they beginning do. of the rule book because they, I noticed this right away. hundred percent. As soon we as I laid out the board, this, I was like, like what oh. is this? Well, it, and, but then they said like, we acknowledge that this is not, um. For reasons based on the technical requirements of the game. Yeah. The game board does not reflect the original map found in the yes. novels. Nevertheless, they, the route will lead them they through. They made me put my pitchfork away. Yes. Because I was like, <laughs> no way is this like a thing. It's it, it's very... I they think had it was, to do it for you to snake your way it's through true. the board. For the, for the game to work, that's how it yeah, had to be I, done. I totally understand why they but did it. It was just a little shocking at first to be 
to just see it and say, hmm. hmm. For <laughs> why is Mordor beside the Shire? <laughs> when you've got <laughs> you know, like when I you've got um when you've got the books that have the literal map of the place yeah. in it, you're like, why is this not the actual map? But they do have the disclaimer and nope. it makes sense so for the I'll, game. I'll give so, them a pass yes. that they, they, <laughs> they did acknowledge it. That what they were doing here. So it for, did however still hurt they your soul designed a little, the game, they figured but, this was the best layout they could do yes. to make the game kind of flow properly. Yes. So once you put that aside, yeah, you are playing in Middle Earth. And you do have all the characters, all the main characters. You're playing as a big group of these yes. characters. Um, so you have the whole fellowship. Yep. All individual little standees with a different colored base so you can kind of tell who's who. Some of the fellowship are cards. Like, um... Sure, okay. No, I mean, like, the actual fellowship. Yeah. The whole group, isn't it? The whole group? No, like, Boromir, he's a card. Oh, you know, okay, you're he's right. Not a, he's not a figure. Boromir, because he's Gandalf. only But which makes sense, because he's only yeah. in there, right? Yeah, yeah, For yeah. the beginning. These are the characters that go from one Spoiler end to the alert, other. if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoilers are going to happen. Okay. If you haven't read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> it's the one um, time I say it's too I, bad. I safely assume that people listening to our <laughs> podcast have probably seen the Lord of the Rings. But, what are you trying um, to say? That they have good taste? You'd be correct. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, okay. Do you do you want to give a... Or no, okay. I'll, I'll kind of explain how this game works. You have the main board and it's got the, the map laid out and it's kind of like a snaking thing where you're... Moving space to space to space. Yeah, left side to right side, left these, side to right side. Yeah, all these locations from one to another, and yeah. then hopefully ending up at Mount Doom with uh, all your characters. So how does this game work? Um, okay, all your characters start at, what, Rivendell? Yep. Yeah, so they start at Rivendell, so right when the... The, um, the council is me, the fellowship yeah, the, is me. The fellowship is formed. Yeah. And you head out from there. And you are basically on different legs of the journey. Right. You go from Rivendell to Lothlorien. Okay, that's one leg. And then there's Lothlorien to Rohan. And there's Rohan to... Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. And so the, thematically, that kind of that kind of stuff is yeah. kind of there. But in those legs, it's about one, two, three, four, five, six, about six or seven spaces, I think, in between yeah. them sort of thing. And uh, you have to move your characters along here. So the whole objective is to move your crew to Mount Doom so the Salmon Frodo can throw the ring into Mount, Mount Doom. And if you do that before several things happen, you've you've won the game. Right. Um, so what you do is you have a deck of cards for each leg of the journey. Right. And you lay them out on the bottom of the board. There's six spaces on the bottom of the board. So um, that'll be like the first leg you're going to lay out the, the six cards. Cards, yeah. right? So if you're in the Lothlorien, so if you're, yeah, you're starting the game between Rivendell and Lothlorien, you're playing out all the Lothlorien yeah. cards. There's always going to be one card that you randomly leave out. So yeah. there are seven cards, I believe, for each section, for each chapter. At but, least, maybe a few more, maybe but, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, but you definitely, you randomly leave one out and <laughs> you don't, and you like, you keep it hidden so you don't know what it is. So you don't know what's coming up. Yeah. And so you're going to lay out the cards and you're going to lay the uh, cards two, three, four, five, or two, three, four, and five face up. Cards one and six face down. So you yes. actually don't know what those are. And then, like she said, there's a couple cards left out. So these are, um, you don't always yeah. see the same and, uh, six cards. And of the cards that you are laying out, some are going to be f uh, friends, some are going to be foes. So you're yeah. going to have some allies, you're going to have some enemies. So the cards that are face down, you don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. Could be good, could be bad. Yeah. And so, it, that, so you have your little deck of cards laid out. You have your characters set at your starting spot. And then you have um, some characters. So you have uh, up in the top left of the board, you have a bunch of 
um, Urukai. Yes. And they're at Isengard. And then on the right-hand side of the board, off the off the board, you have some no. s- slots for <laughs> the, the Nazgul. Nazgul. Yeah. Nine slots for the nine Nazgul. Um, because if all nine Nazgul are placed onto the board, you lose. Yes. Um, and there's also a ring track on the left-hand side of the board. And if it gets all the way down to basically um, corruption... Yeah, it's the corruption track. It was? Okay. You nailed it. Wow, I'm impressed. You remembered that. Yeah. Well done. So if the ring were to fall, it's about 20 spaces or so, down the left-hand side of the board all the way to the bottom, uh, Frodo has become corrupted and uh, everything is lost. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, you're kind of moving your way through the board. And this is, at its heart, a dice-rolling luck-based game. Yeah. Because you're rolling dice and you're seeing kind of what happens and making your best out of what you have yep there so, is definitely a little strategy but it no is, there is but, but at, just your, to at the, the heart of it it is what a luck you game. get and, yep. you, and you work with what you have using yeah using strategy and tactics yes. or more strategy more strategy um to to make that work for your best interest so as the characters go um okay how does this work so you you roll the dice First, you're gonna. You, there are two black dice. There is and then are one colored dice per character. Per character. So you've got um, Frodo and Sam are orange. They're they go together. Yeah, they're one one standee. Yeah, and Merry and Pippin are purple. They're together. Yeah, and then um, Legolas is green. Um, Gimli is red, and Aragorn is blue. So the the yes. they, the base of their standee is are those colors, and then there there's a colored die to represent each of them. So what you're first gonna do, you're gonna take the two black dice, yep, and then um and then you're gonna choose two of the colors, so two of the characters that you potentially want so, to yeah. move. So you're like, well, I think Frodo, I really like to move Frodo forward because he's lagging behind. Yeah. And I'd really like to move Aragorn up as well. So I'm going to grab the orange dice and the blue dice representing those yeah. two characters plus the two black dice. Yes. And the black dice have numbers on them one to six. Yes. And the color dice just have pips one to six. Regular pips. Yeah. So then you roll all four of the ones that the two black dice and the other two that you've chosen. And from there you choose one black die so the cards that you've laid out for that for that round whatever leg of the journey you're on so say Lothlorien because there are six cards you've laid out each of those are going to correspond to one of the black die yep so let's say you had a two and a five for your black dice you're going to you're going to look at the cards and like oh you can see two and you can see five you know what two is a friend so I'm going to choose two so you'd put that Die, that die aside and then you see okay well my Frodo and Sam has a has three pips on it but I need to move them like the best you know is maybe four or two right mm-hmm. so if you don't really want to move them three spaces you would look at the other one you chose and see if maybe that one's better so yeah. then you'll pick one of your character's dice and you'll set that aside with the other black die yep then you'll take the remaining black die the remaining character and you choose one of the other three characters that are left and you roll those four dice or those three dice. Yep. And then um, whatever that black die ends up being, you have to take it regardless. Yep. So you place so that. force you to take that last yep. card. Yep. It could be the same as the other one. So you might get to do a good action mm-hmm. twice um, or it might be a bad action twice or it might be one of the unknowns. But you have to take that and then you choose mm-hmm. out of the two character dice which, which one, one you want yep. so you're gonna end up with two black dice on the um above like a the little cards book 
Um, it's a little, yeah. There's a little book, uh, uh, cardboard book that you put these dice onto to yeah. keep them organized as to which ones yes. you've selected. And your two characters. And you go from top to bottom, left to right. Left to right. So you will... So yeah, by the time you're done rolling these these rolls, you're going to have ended up with the two black dice and then two dice representing... Characters. Uh, the characters. And like she said... Um, you you've placed them on this book and you're going to you're going to resolve them top to bottom left to right so you're going to have to do that black on, and on the top left is a, your first black die the top the top row is are, are the two black dice and the bottom rows yeah. are the so characters you're do a black so black dice then a colored and then a black and then a colored yes and the black dice whatever number that was you have to resolve the card that's in that space and if it might be like say Elrond and then you can you if it's a if it's a friend like an ally, mm-hmm. you get to take the card and yep. then you can choose when to use it. You don't have to use it at that point. Nope. But if it's a foe, you have to resolve it immediately. Yes, and then there's another dice you have to roll to basically fight fights. Yes, it's a white dice with some it's axes like the battle and bows die. and things on it that, um, yeah, and you have to fight bad guys. Yeah, basically, so right? <clears throat> basically there are different symbols on them, but they match the color of the. Of the character yeah. dice. And then there's like an eye, I think, like that. Yeah, and the card will tell you, if you roll this, you succeed. Yeah. And it's basically, do you succeed or not? And it's basically going to be if one of your characters is in the right spot on the board to help mm-hmm. you out. Um, and that's the other thing. So your characters um, can't be... Too far ahead of you. Too far ahead of Frodo. Basically, all the characters that are ahead of Frodo, but not past the location the next that they're working on. So yeah. this one, this is the Lothlorien leg. If you have characters, if you have all three of Legolas, um, Aragorn, and Gimli ahead of Frodo and Sam in this leg, but not past Lothlorien, they can all help be used you. to help defend you in these fights. If any of them are either behind you or ahead of the leg that you're in, yeah. they're not able to defend. So like Frodo. if Mary and Pippin were behind you on the track the, and you rolled a purple for the the you know attack die it's not they wouldn't be able to help you and so that would be unfortunate (laughs) so yeah the fighting is pretty simple just rolling dice depending on who's available to help you Mm -hmm. and you're you're generally just every time you get hurt you're just going down in the corruption track and and yeah and And there are spaces some of the spaces you can land on have you know a picture of the nazgul where you have to add them and yeah so that's the thing you're trying to watch for on the actual pathways is like those are the things like well i could move gimli three ahead but if i do he's going to land on a nazgul or you're going to go down on the corruption track yeah right so you have to take into account like well i'd rather just move um, say Aragorn once yeah. so that we don't land on that Nazgul because if we do now we're going to have eight Nazgul on the board and we're yeah. that much closer to losing the game yeah. right um, but yeah so you're going to resolve your black card then move one of the, the colored dice for the character you decide to mm-hmm. move and then resolve the next black dice which was say a five yeah. like you said and maybe that is a uh, troll and you have to fight this troll with yeah. the, whoever's around um, right. Frodo and, and some of them are going to be just like instant losses of health. Yeah. So like instant There's a whole corruption. Whack, and right. And they're all, all thematically yeah. laid out. So all the characters and cards that you see in this Lothlorien leg. Happen in that. Really happened yeah. um, in that leg. Yeah. So you're not going to see, um, what's an example? Shelob in uh, right. between Rivendell and Lothlorien. Shelob, right. So, but later on, as you, as you get closer to Mordor, Shelob is going to yeah. show up in one of these decks. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how that works. And so you're going to move that through and then it's going to go to the next person. So once you, once Frodo and Sam get to the next leg of the journey. So once Frodo and Sam get to Lothlorien. Have reached Lothlorien. Yeah. Then you, you clear the bottom cards 
whether they've been used or done or not. And then you put in, you would put in the Rohan, um, the Rohan cards because that's the next leg of the journey. Yep. So you would seed them out the same way. Uh, one and six face down, two to five face up, leaving out a random card. Yep. Um, and then and then you do the same thing as you continue on uh, to to Rohan and you're going to keep going. Um, they have uh, in Isengard, you're saying they have the Urukai and yep. the more Urukai that end up on the board throughout, that's going to be through cards, through yep. the the bad cards that you have to play. Or, or yeah. add a Uruk to the or board. Mo- or more than one, you or know. More, yeah. And if you can't get rid of them through other card effects and different things by the time you get up there that's that's going to be bad news bears for you too yeah it, <laughs> you, you want to keep them off the board yeah and then as ghoul yeah the second they fill up you lose because i think they work in conjunction right like if you if you get too many um orakai you can't defend them and then you're going to end up with more nazgul on the board so it's just yeah yeah, they're both bad. And so. then and then you just keep going through. Like you'll go then you get then to you, Rohan mm-hmm. once Frodo and Sam get there, then you'll take off those cards and then you lay out the Helm's Deep cards and you keep going. And they tell you in here, once you get to Minas Morgul. Minas Morgul, you have to stop and then read some new directions because yeah. it that changes. The last leg of the journey is is a little bit It's different. Different. Because it's, you know, technically just going to be like Frodo and Sam or it's there's just different things that happen it plays a little differently yep. um, so you just have to stop read those rules and then continue yeah. on and that's it you just repeat that until you win or lose you either make it yeah. to Mount Doom or, or you don't yeah. um, and more often than not you, you do don't. not so let's talk about this game so yeah. that's that's how it works it's very simple yeah. people it's, it's exactly what we said and you just repeat it over and over again um, with just different decks of cards that you're up against. Um, so, yeah, this is a very, very difficult game. Yeah. <laughs> we have had our butts handed yeah. to us in this game. So it's a very good co-op game in that sense. It's a great right? co-op Because game. it's, you don't win every time. No. Uh, in fact, we never have. No. Our oldest son, uh, combined with his little brother's help, apparently beat it and i believe it i believe it too because they don't really lie he also he got uh he he got lucky where we where the biggest (laughs) thing that stumped us the most i would say is the urukai like that always no the nazgul no the but the urukai we couldn't get past that so it added more nazgul so it was like yes the nazgul is how you lose the game but they we we kept getting um we got overrun. Overrun by them. Yeah. Whereas he ended up pulling a Treebeard card Treebeard. at the right time yeah. when he didn't have Urukai, so he was able to mitigate a lot of things. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's kind of, we were hoping that would happen, but it didn't yeah. with us. So. so that's leading into an exactly a good point is that this game is loaded with luck. 100%. Um, it cards is not, that you get. Yeah. The cards that you're up against. The dice that you roll, yeah. you do get to mitigate things. You get to make choices between which dice you want to yeah. play and which ones you don't. But sometimes you just have all bad choices. But it's funny you said that corruption track is like about twenty spaces, however many it is. You yeah. think that I got I got lots of life. You do not. It goes down so <laughs> fast. You become quite corrupt so fast, quite quickly. Quite quickly. There's some cards that can really save you, um, but still, we've oh I don't know how many times we played it several times. Yeah. Um, and we got close. We, we did get close. Yep. A few times. Yep. But never got everyone to. Uh, yeah. To there were times to... where we uh, we died in Gondor. 
we like where yeah. you know we got, yeah, times we when we got to Minas Morgul times when we were between there. I think even before Gondor speaking, once we we died. We, were, <laughs> like, we usually were about three quarters of the way through the map. We've always passed Helm's Deep. Yeah. But, but up in that top part of the map. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um That being said, it's like a ten and up game. It and, is and um our youngest, he he's not ten yet and he um He got it. He got it and he yeah. he really enjoyed it. He did. Um, we all we all enjoyed We all it. enjoyed it, but I'm saying for him too like it was it wasn't too tough for him. It was we were doing the same thing. It was mm-hmm. very re- um repetitive, right? You're doing this, you're moving. You're doing this, rolling, moving, rolling, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, which was nice. Yeah. Um, for him. So that's that's kind of, you know, our thoughts on um kind of how how it plays um and the fact that yeah, we're dealing with a lot of luck, yes. which makes this very difficult. But the artwork, what do we think about the artwork? I like it. I it's think okay. it yeah. it's reminiscent of, I think, a children's game. It is. Right? Like when you think of... It's very like n- almost 90s kids yeah. game. Yeah. Right? When you think, it's uh, very reminiscent of that. Because yeah. when you think of Lord of the Rings map, you think black and white and you think pencil sketch and you think just yep. classy almost. Right. Yeah. And then this has a very, yeah, nineties simplified. Game, I'm just looking at Rohan, and just the way they have it laid out. It's just, yeah. It doesn't make me think Lord of the Rings. No, in not. in that sense. So that's what I was gonna so, say. Is like the artwork is nice though. It's pretty. It's got. It, it goes from like lush and green, and it the, mm-hmm. it goes to get drearier and then more pale colors, and then you've got you know the dark at Mount Doom. Yeah. So I like the artwork, but it's not. It, it doesn't feel lord of the yeah. rings to me i agree the the board reg- regardless of their uh disclaimer about the board the board bothers me i yeah i just would i just would have designed it to look more like middle earth i would have tried yeah. to make it work the other way like i don't think yeah i just it doesn't look right to me it's so funny because i think you absolutely nailed it it does remind me of the 90s yeah it's a 90s yeah yeah it looks like which a 90s so it's not game. bad it just that's no it is what it is the artwork on the cards is nice mm-hmm. uh the card stock is awful oh my goodness every and we talk about warped. components then i guess yeah. yeah so let's talk about the, yeah so the artwork is oh, fine fine but yeah. the the board is the board not middle the, earth no and i know they said that but it still bothers me yeah um the components wise, like the the cardboard standees are fine. The artwork on the cards is nice. It is actually. It is really but nice. But the cards themselves are really bad. They are. They. I was like, what happened to these cards? They were as we pulled them out of the bent. box. They're just sitting there. I could see them basically sitting on the table, and curling. To warp. Yeah. And Robbie's like, that's just garbage quality. Yeah. Like, really? That's what that is? Because like, <laughs> that's exactly. We're what so that is. careful with our cards. No, I'm like, yeah. we didn't. We have barely. We haven't even touched this you yet. You see them start to curl. Yeah. Like, wow. That was shocking. So I've never bad. seen that. I've never yeah. seen that in a game before. The standees were okay. They're I've, except yeah, except one, one of the Nazgul. It had with the wrong stand in there. It, for it wasn't even. I think it was just. It was like an extra bit. It's a wrong piece. It's it. It's a piece that doesn't exist. It because it well, had. I think it's probably a piece for a different. Board. No, it was it, a different mold entirely. It was a different mold entirely, but it didn't have like a stand. Will have the two slots where something fits in the in between. Mm-hmm. This had just one. One plastic upright. Yeah, I know. It had no second upright, so you couldn't stick anything in it. It wasn't circular like the others. So we had to lay down. So we have eight Nazgul standees, and that's or eight like stands. Components not super. Yeah. Um, 
the dice were fine. Yeah. Um, and the cardboard chits are fine. Like yeah, there any wasn't of the, much. there was only a couple. Of yeah, them. like those are fine. But the so, dice are fine. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So artwork okay. Uh, yeah. Components not great. Um, <laughs> board is not Middle Earth. Um, <laughs> the so, board is good quality. It's just not. The board Middle is Earth. fine quality, I yeah. suppose. I think. I, like it I seemed really like noticed, when we but, played. Yeah, it was fine. Um, so it comes down to recommending. If so, who for? This one I struggle to recommend. There's only I recommend this game for one reason, uh, for young families. Hundred um, percent. That's what I. That, and if for you don't care about luck and understand that this is just a dice rolling, luck based, kids game. Yeah. Um. Then great. Like our kids loved it. And They're playing it on their own. Yeah. And so that's, if you have kids that like Lord of the Rings, like definitely. Yes. Definitely get this. And they uh, like, it, they don't, they know the story, right? Like they've, yep. they've watched the movies with us. They know. And they don't know the layout of Middle Earth. No. Right? They don't know the map. So for me, it bothers me, but for them to look but at the But for them, board, it's they colorful. Don't they yeah, don't, like, oh, it doesn't bug them. Whatever. We go yeah. to this place, that place. So that doesn't And they know them. the characters, so, and they know yeah. the story. So the cards that come up in the different chapters. Yeah, it's easy like, oh, to understand. Yeah. Um, it's it's very simple. It's, basically, it's very black and white. Like, there's only yeah. a couple ways to lose, and if you and it's really obvious when you do. Yeah. Um, it's very obvious way to win, too. Get to Mount Doom, yeah. right? So it's like... It's a great kids yes. game, and so but it is difficult because it but is all it based is on very chance. Difficult. So yes, as long as yeah, kids are all right with that. But again, it's it's not I win and you lose. It's like we, no, all, we all lose, and then if you don't, you just right reset, and reset try again. And that's the thing too is that it's they say it's an hour. That's about right. Yep. 50, 50 minutes. That's about I'd right. It's so. pretty quick. Yep. So because you're just doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for them to learn. So yeah, I would recommend this for a family mm-hmm. and when you're trying to play all together. I do think it's good That's for that. That's about where it ends though. Yeah, I would um, think so. I can't see you and me uh, just busting this one out to play. Um, mm. Unless the kids want to, then definitely I yeah. will. 100%. Yes. I'll be like, yep, let's do it. Um, but other than that, I would way rather play, say, like uh, War of the Ring. Card oh game, my goodness. Right? Yeah. Which is an astonishingly good game. With... Good quality cards. <laughs> Everything's amazing <laughs> in that game. You should go get it. Yeah. Check uh, but it this out. One, it's yeah. on sale. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> Meeples. Really, honestly, that's a great, it's a heck of a game. But yeah, yeah this one, um, yeah, young family that likes fantasy, Lord of the Rings, definitely. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Yeah. Not great. I, I agree with that one. So that's, uh, yeah, that's our uh, experience with the Lord of the Rings Adventures to Mount Doom. So we are going to talk about uh, its death match <laughs> opponent here shortly the nemesis uh oh we're running out of time so right after this meeples and milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun they offer a stay and play library with over 500 games yummy eats like delicious milkshakes tasty treats and scrumptious sandwiches all made in house and they host a board game meetup every wednesday and friday at 7 p.m not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. 
Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are doing the second of our two Meeple Dungeon reviews. reviews. And what is this game, <laughs> Anna This game is The Lord of the Rings adventure book game uh, designed by Jay Little, Ryan Miller, and Marcus Ross and published by Ravensburger. Yep. So this is the second of the Deathmatch games. Uh, the other Lord of the Rings game that came out roughly the same time as the other one. Yeah. I'll um, give you a quick one. little uh, synopsis of what this game is about. Mm-hmm. Hmm, you will never guess. Uh, journey to Mount Doom, resist corruption, and avoid the evil Sauron and his black riders on your mission to save your world from evil. Work together to help the Fellowship destroy the One Ring. So it's a much more succinct description <laughs> yes. than the last one. S- well, succinct? Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. It's a good word, trust me. I will take your word for that. <laughs> um, so this one is, yeah, is the same kind of deal. Um, trying same to get theme. to Mount Doom, yep. um, obviously. But this one isn't a typical board game. No. This one is, I guess, in a series of adventure book games from Ravensburger. Mm-hmm. Um, in where it is, the game is in a book. So it's a big uh, cardboard book um, yeah. that has... It's almost like a, a, a small children's book when you think of when yeah. when you have like toddlers and you've got those big, thick cardboard, big, thick cardboard like Goodnight yeah. Moon. It's the big, thick, right? <laughs> Everybody knows Goodnight Moon. Yep. So I would similar imagine. to that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, about four times the size. And, um, but yeah, so each, each page of this book or each, you know, pair of pages is a board of a particular leg of the journey. So in the other one, um, where you were taking a leg on like just a part of the board, this shows you an entire, uh, it has its own map essentially on a map yeah. on, in these couple pages of the book. Yeah. Um, so you start in, um, the Shire. the Shire, and you make your way to the weather top, where like that guard tower where yep. Frodo gets stabbed to... with the Morgul blade. Right. Then you get to Rivendell to do the um, the fellowship meeting, the create creation of the fellowship. You go to the mines of Moria. You go um, to uh, you you come out the other side of the mines into the riverbanks where the the fellowship splits and yeah. everyone kind of goes their own ways. Um, you go into Fangorn Forest and Isengard, uh, you go to Helm's Deep and you do the whole battle of Helm's Deep, um, you do Shelob's Lair, uh, and then you finally do the last section is the final battle, which takes place kind of outside of Minas Tirith and in Minas Morgul and all the way to Mount Doom itself. So how does this game work? Well, you start at the beginning. <laughs> Very First, good place to one. start. Um, and in the book, it actually uh, it explains right here in the book. On the left-hand side, it tells you the name of the adventure. And it tells you the, how to set it up. And you're going to have miniatures of each of the main characters. And this one actually has one of each. So Merry, Pippin, Frodo, Sam, Gimli, Aragorn, and Legolas. Again. All have their own Little miniature that are colored. And then like, you've got, for the other characters, like, you do have Boromir in there. He's a little cardboard chit. You have Gandalf. He's yep. a cardboard chit. So um, for different characters, like, they're all here, but they're just represented differently. But for the ones yeah, the main that are... crew. Yeah, they're, they have their standee. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, Gollum has a standee Gandalf. Or, um, or has a chit, chit that yeah. you lay down and, and so forth. 
and a whole bunch of orcs Which and makes goblins sense. and yeah. uruks and whatnot. So that the page will tell you how to set it up. They'll tell you to put Samwise here, Frodo here, uh, Mary here, Pippin there. Um, and then on the board, it's got uh, a whole bunch of uh, little circles, kind of where you can place your stand or your uh, your minis, and little pathways in between. So you're kind of limited on to where you can move these. Right. You can't just move anywhere. You kind of have to follow a pathway that makes sense thematically, uh, given the uh, the, the chapter you're on and yeah. that you've got in front of you. You can't just you know go across the lake. You have to go around the lake. Yeah, you know, sort of thing. Um, so it tells you how to set it up. It uh, tells you the special chapter rules. It's actually rules. really cool the way they lay it out. So they've got, it's almost in uneven thirds. So you've got an equal um, third at the beginning and at the end, but then you've got a wider third in the middle, which makes up the board. So you've got rules on the one side, challenges on the other side, and then in the middle, you've got the game board. You've got the board, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, and uh, yeah, so it'll have your setup, it'll have your chapter rules for how this actual chapter works, because they all work uh, a little differently than each other. Yeah. Um, it'll tell you how you lose yep. this chapter. And then on the right hand side, it'll tell you the different challenges. So every map and every uh, chapter, you have challenges you have to complete. Sometimes you have to complete them in certain order. Some of them you can do whatever order you choose, but it's going to tell you specifically. So we'd always go through and read all the challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, and for the first chapter, there's, uh, three, I think all of them have three. No, some mm -hmm. of them have four, some four, like at whatever. the end. Yeah. they get... There's three or four, maybe five. I can't remember different challenges you have to do. Uh, for instance, this one in the first, cha uh, first challenge of the first chapter, there's one called keep it secret, keep it safe. And in this one, Frodo and Gandalf must be on the hearth. Samwise must be on the road to the Shire. And then it tells you what reward you'd get for completing that. And so those are all labeled nicely on the yeah. board. They're so going to be circles, like spots yeah. where the standees can be. Exactly. There's a spot called Road to the Shire. Yeah. And there's a spot called Hearth. And you've got to move the characters to those spots. Yeah. And it's that's kind of how it goes. And then the, this one has three different ones and you have to do the first two before you can do the final one. And once you've done the final one, you can complete the chapter. So setting it up, you'll have, there's several different decks of cards. Mm -hmm. There's the story deck, which is made up of a few different cards. Uh, there's, there's cards with uh, the horn of Gondor on it. Uh, cards with sting cards with uh, what Galadriel. The Palin. Oh, yeah, there's the Palantir, which is... Palantir is that eye that Pippin touches and you see um, uh, Sauron in the, yeah. <laughs> the eye orb, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, there's like the door to uh, Bag End and... And then Galadriel is like the light of... The light that she gives to Sam. Yeah. That little crystal, crystal uh, bottle. Um, and then there's ring cards as well. And then there's some... Uh, so that's that's what makes up the story deck. She gives that to Frodo. Isn't she not? What? The light. No, isn't that Sam? No, because he takes it with Shelob. Isn't that Frodo? Uh, whatever. Okay. Either way, <laughs> we'll debate later. Um, so there's, yeah, there's the, there's the main story deck and that's kind of the, those are the cards that drive the game. Yeah. And then there's a special deck, which you get these cards perhaps at different uh, times of the game, depending on how you things complete things. And if you completed. complete things. Then there's the, uh, another, well, as you'll have it, corruption track with a ring on it. Um, <laughs> and this has got 15 spaces on it, which has got a little ring. And then that, as the ring, as you do things, you're going to move this ring along this path as the more corrupt and corrupt you get. Um, including uh, making you, forcing you to 
Take the I.S. Sauron cards. Some Sauron cards or whatever they're called that do bad things Mm -hmm. along the way. And then you have a deck of plot cards. And then deck of plot cards. And you're going to have the chapter one's plot card in front of you so that you know. um, They're the plot chart cards and then the plot cards. Yeah. So the plot charts, there's one for each chapter. Oh, plot chart card, which tells you if you flip over. Okay. So there's plot cards like (laughs) one to 15. Yes. And um, then there's a plot chart. So that deck you're going to, you're going to shuffle up and you're going to get to that here in a second. So um, on your turn, Mm -hmm. you're able to do, first and foremost, you're able to move any character two spaces or any two characters one space. Yeah. Or not at all. Up to, yeah. Whatever you choose. And depending on what your challenges are, will dictate where and how you're going to do that. And if you move, yeah. And then what the special rules for that particular board might be. Um, Like on the first one, there's Nazgul. And they're kind of moving around in a, in a circular uh, clockwise pattern and you're trying to avoid them. So right. you're going to have to, you're going to have to make movements uh, according to where the Nazgul are. So you don't run into them. Right. Right. And then there's the storytelling part of it where in any order you can discard any number of cards and move a character one space per card discarded. So you start every round with, uh, with four, four of cards. the story cards. And they're those ones with the, the horn and the ring and the, uh, bottle and the sword and, and the stuff. palantir and things like that. yeah um and those cards the reason they have those icons is that every challenge is going to cost you cards to spend to to complete them so you're gonna have to have physically done something on the board where you've moved characters to various places and then cash in yeah uh two of this card and one of those cards and if yeah. you do that you can complete that yeah complete the whoever's challenge. turn it is has yeah. to cash in the cards so that's one of the things you could do is just discarding cards just to add movement, mm-hmm. or you can discard cards to complete challenges if you've done, if you satisfied it, or you can play special cards, which you're going to have collected once in a while through the game, or you can trade cards between each other, uh, only one. And so I, guess I could trade should... with you one card. Yeah. I guess we should say, and, cause you can do all of these things uh, yeah, in, a, just in, any, in order. any order. Yeah. So you can yeah. do any of these in any order, but you can only trade once. Yes. Everything else you can one do One single card. Times. Yeah. After you've done those uh, type of things, uh, you're going to draw two cards from the story deck, and then you're going to draw a plot card. So you're going to draw one of those cards, one to 15, um, and it's going to come up, say, a number three. And then mm-hmm. you look at the plot chart, chart card. card for chapter one, and it's going to say, if you drew a three, this, this is, is what, what you happens. do. Yeah, this is what happens. And yeah. Okay, and then you deal with that. And then you're going to discard down, if you have more than six cards, down to six cards, and then it goes on to the next player. And then that's it. And yeah. you're going to do this over and over and over again. However, there's a ticking clock, and that's your plot cards. As the plot cards go down... So you have 15 of them. You have 15. And if you don't complete all the challenges by the time that plot deck runs out to the point where you cannot draw a plot card to continue, you lose. You lose. And you also lose, depending on whatever... The win the, condition the or the lose condition Because there might be something else, chapter. like if you... I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It'll tell you another thing. Um, right. That if you did this too many times, you also lose. And then that's it. And then you have to restart. And overall, if the corruption track, so there are 15 spaces where you can move the ring. And if that ever mm-hmm. gets to space 15, you automatically lose. And that could be in any chapter. Yep. And so that one continues throughout all eight chapters. Yep. And so if um, if you use up... If you, if you move along that track too fast, you're not going to even get to the end of the game. No. So, yeah, that's the thing is you could be on, say, chapter five. And then if you run 
out of so say you're on chapter five and you've gone you know 12 on the uh corruption track you can start chapter five again if you've lost mm-hmm. but you're staying on 12 you don't move back track. yeah so that corruption track has mo- is moved up by um by ring cards Every yeah. time you use one of the ring cards, you move the ring, you move up, the one. ring up one. So and they kind of act as wilds. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. So in the in the plot or, um, story deck with those different icon cards, one of the cards is the one ring card. And there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And like she said, you can use those to satisfy um, challenges or different Movement. attacks you're trying to do or things on the board. And it just allows you to use that as any icon you and, wish and each chapter it's it's going to give you a specific task that those cards can complete if you use them as well so whether that's like sorry i shouldn't say task you complete but you know well, maybe it's if you you can move one of the um, has nazgul like it yeah it has an ability that's yeah, specific no. to that chapter that yeah. you can use it for as well but exactly. every time you use one you've got to go up that track yeah that's exactly it. They have, they have two things they can do. They can be used for their ability that is um, specific specific to, the... to that chapter. Yeah. Um, like this one says to move a black rider one space. Yeah. Uh, or, and, or you can use it just to, to fulfill challenges um, as a, as a wild. Or card. movement. But then every yeah. time you discard it, you're moving up yeah. that ring track. And that's always bad if yeah. you're moving up the ring, ring track. And that's how this game works. Um, every chapter is quite different yes. from the others. There's different ways. Like one, you're moving through a whole countryside. One, you're just in, in uh, like the council at Rivendell, moving around. Um, sometimes you're you're yeah you're facing like the Balrog, and there's different like ways things happen here. There's kind of like um, the Balrog and Gandalf tokens are on the board in, in, in Moria. And if one meets the other, then it's kind of this push and pull thing. And they're on like a separate track from you. Yeah. They're on a separate track. So you're kind of having to do your things on the map, dealing with this troll and stuff in Moria, but you're also trying to keep the Balrog at bay by pushing Gandalf towards it and pushing the Balrog back because if the Balrog gets to a certain spot, you're going to lose and yeah. so forth. So they're all very different. Yes. And they're all very thematic. Yes. Um, as to what's going on in that part of the game. Yeah. And then once you've gone all the way to the eighth chapter and you've completed successfully, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six challenges. Yeah. Um, you win. Yeah. <laughs> and it's if uh, and only if you get there. Yeah. Um, so that's how this game plays. Yes. So um, does the theme lend well to this game? Yes. Very 100%. good. Very, very good. This yeah. one's super thematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You feel like you're in these Because you're going in specific the sections. The way they've got that storybook or the adventure book, like ev- with every chapter being a section of the story you definitely feel immersed in that part of the story as you're playing so i definitely um i definitely feel the theme in this one i fully do I, this yeah. one was entirely different thematically from the other game yeah uh theme was huge so let's talk about the components components they're awesome 
The little minis are great. They look like right like the characters from the movie. Yep. They're um, just all, they're colored one color. So like yeah, Gimli's color. orange. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going for. You could for. paint them for you sure. You could, for sure. But they're very distinct from each other. So yep. not only do they look like their character, but they're also a different color. Yeah. Um, the card quality is good. Yeah. Just no typical. curled cards. Nope. All the little cardboard bits are great. Mm-hmm. Um, the book itself is nice. Yep. Um, yeah. No, components are great. I did want to mention, we didn't talk about the rule book in the last one, but you said that the rule book was simple, um, which, cause yeah. it was a simple game. Yeah. Right. Simple. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we didn't. Yeah. So in the adventure, only a few Doom, pages, it was a very, very simple yeah. rule book. In this one, again, it's a very simple rule book. I think it's maybe five pages, six pages. And that is, uh, because it gives you a list of their components. It gives you, uh, a setup, but then it's basically just an overview and little things for the specific chapters because most of the rules are on the storybook itself, which is really nice. So you don't have to read a whole bunch of rules and then forget half of them because they don't apply. They've got the specific rules in the chapters. Yeah. It lays it up. And it's very clear, which is Um, nice. Top to bottom setup, chapter rules, how you lose, what your challenges are. Yeah. Go. So it's, it's, it's laid out very nicely. Yep. All the icons are mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. Can't complain there. So artwork. artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, artwork is really oh, good. Yes. That's one thing I really wanted to comment on this one because um, whereas the cards are really nice in the other one, uh, even if you look, um, this one I think, is it photorealistic? Is that where it is? Where yep. they're taking the the actors from the movies, from the films, and yep. they're like making so they- them... So what they've done is, yes, they've they've based all their artwork off of the films, but it's not art from the film. No. It's them. Yeah. I don't know what the word is, but they're painting stuff from the movies so for the this. characters look just like just like the characters the ones but it's not films. just taking a photo no it's like paintings of yes it's artwork resembling the characters from the movie and they're very nice they're extremely nice. they're very I love nice it. i love the artwork and they're on so the good. they're on like a nice kind of cream colored background yep so they're just uh, it's very nice it they stand out agree. really well i like them yeah artwork is great on the box, yeah. it's nice. It's um, it's looking out from inside Bilbo's Bag house End. and from Bag End, yeah. Out, but then you're looking at like um, the back of Gandalf and the hobbits and Aragorn, got... and then you see Mount Doom and the, uh, yeah, and the Great Eye in the distance. Um, and the box itself is very very nice. Yeah, it's got like the gold foiling on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Um, so yeah, do we recommend this game? And if so, who for? Yes, I do. Um, I love this one. It uh, it definitely, and this was good for all ages too. We played this yep. with um, with we played both this of one our kids front to back with our oldest son. Yeah, he he played all of it with us. Um, our youngest, it was really nice because he could play a chapter with us and then go do his own thing and then yep. come back and play another chapter. And you can jump in and out. It like yep. for him that was totally fine. Um, you can deal in. However many people, you just deal out four cards. Yeah. Um, the difficulty, I think, definitely changed with player count. For um, sure, because it doesn't scale. So, like, at three or four players, it's much easier because you have a lot more co- cards to trade with out on the board. Yeah. And you can trade with each other. So, that's kind of a thing. So, two-player, get... it's more difficult. If you play this solo, even... Well, they actually make it up for solo to have just this... Um, second deck sitting yeah. beside you that you can trade with. Yeah. So it kind of simulates the yeah. same thing. But um, yeah, 
you'd want to, you know, but mind you, so we played this with three the whole way. Four a few. Four a couple times and then one chapter, the two of us. The two of us, yeah. And so this one is hard too. It's, yeah. This game is very hard, but it's, it's doable. It's not hard because it's not like luck driven as much as the other one. There is definitely luck in it. And I think with the the way that the plot chart cards work, however... I found this one, and this is just another thematic thing for me. I feel like this one, so we won this one every chapter we played. However, it was not, we didn't win handedly. Like there may have been one chapter that were like, we had, okay, about four, three, four plot cards left. But there were four chapters, four of the eight that came down to the last move. move. So it was... it very easily could have gone the mm-hmm. other way. But I think that's thematic in itself too, because in the story he does make it. Yep. And so, but it it's barely. hard. It's just barely. And that's <laughs> yeah. how I felt is like, Oh, we just barely passed that one. How are we going to pass the next chapter? And then we get to the next chapter. Like, Oh my gosh, we just barely passed this one. Yeah. And so I think that they, they, they did a very good job of the difficulty level. Cause yep. it would be easy to lose depending again on which plot card you you on which plot cards you draw at which times yep. that can change the game too but then you have to adjust your strategy and how much can you so mm-hmm. um i did enjoy that though i thought that that was because usually co-ops you want to be able to win a certain amount versus losing a certain amount but with this one i didn't feel cheated no nope. that we won them all because it was tight and i felt that that worked with the story yep i agree we just just sneaked through just like yeah. they did so it felt great yeah. This one is really rewarding. I like this one a lot. I took out, this one was more tactic uh, loaded. Yes. With trying to like, okay, move that person there and move that person there, which means I'm closer to do this and you're closer to do that. You don't want to use the ring cards, but you have to sometimes. You have to. <laughs> um, you don't want Otherwise to. Otherwise you, you won't to. beat the chapters. Um, but. but yeah, as long as you keep it away from 15, yeah. you're going to be okay. But yeah, this one is great. But I do recommend this because this was, yeah. again, was good for kids because if you're playing... It, it you can just play it you're on your own yeah. i would easily pick this up and play it with just oh, you oh yeah i'd play this one and with then you. like you know if we were in the middle of it and one of the kids came down like hey can i play absolutely just yeah. join in we'll mm-hmm. deal you in you know so that that's really nice with this one mm-hmm. um yeah yeah this is one i'd want i'd want to play again for um, sure and just, absolutely uh, you know play it a couple times a year probably sort of yeah. thing or, or this would be a good one to bring because there's a lot of game packed into this little box yeah like you a big experience packed into this box. So yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, so it comes down to this one versus the other one. This one choke slams the other one into the, <laughs> into the mat and, uh, and wins uh, heavily. I would agree. I do think this one beats the other one out. So the Lord of the Rings adventure book game beats out Lord of the Rings. Yeah. What's the other one? Adventure to Mount Doom. Adventure to Mount Doom. That's it. Yeah. It beats it out. However, that's not to say Adventure to Mount Doom is not a good game. I do think it is a good um, standalone game little, for a family, family yeah. for, um, you know, especially if you have younger kids who like the films, definitely don't ignore it. But this is a better game. This one's game. way better. Yeah. It's a better game. Yeah. Yeah. The other one I, I would never play again. I don't think unless my kids want to, this one I would play. But like you said, you would easily go play that one with them. Yep. Because it wasn't a oh, bad yeah, game. Because they love it. Yeah. I, I love playing it with them. And but. again, I think it's because these two came out at like the same time as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a shame. 
But, but this one is solid. It is. Through definitely. and through, yeah. this one's really good. Adventure book game. So Lord does, of the Rings. Does edge it out. Fans, go check out the Lord of the Rings adventure book game from Ravensburger. Yeah. Um, great game. But yeah, I think we're going to call that an episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can find us on the X app at mm-hmm. Meeple Dungeon. Um, on YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon. Our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. So that's it for this week. We're going to run, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.